Hello, beautiful souls. Join me as we dive into conversations about spiritual clarity, different modalities and mechanisms to healing as well as healing phenomena and how to activate your third eye powers. Join me every Wednesday for a new episode where you'll understand more about the mediumship journey and what it truly takes. This is not your standard mediumship podcast. Get ready for discussing taboos, fears, traumas, and silenced stories for the emerging psychic medium who is stepping into their financial freedom with their soul's gifts. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome to the Mediumship Muse podcast. I have a very special guest here, and I'm so excited to have her. Lindsay Martin Ellis. She is an embodied, intuitive, transformational mentor and spiritual teacher for those on the devotional path. She is also a writer, speaker, podcast hostess, human design and gene keys facilitator, and emissary of the divine feminine. This former professional engineer traded in her accolades and to-do list, I love that, for the felt experience and what it means to embrace our soul journey in human form. When Lindsay is not serving humanity, you can find her playing in nature with her rescue pup, Luna, traveling the world with her hubby, Chad, and dancing her prayers to George Michael's freedom (laughs) on the regular. Lindsay is a true oracle here to leave grounded universal messages for the collective's evolution. You can receive her teachings free. You can receive her free teachings and transmissions on all your major platforms. She's on Instagram. She has her own podcast, the Lindsay Martin Ellis experience, which I've been on too. And her website, lindsaymartinellis.com. Her IG is at Lindsay Martin Ellis. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. So happy to have you. How are you doing? How are you feeling? I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm in my third trimester of pregnancy. I just moved across state lines, lots of transition happening in my life. And it feels like I'm really being asked to anchor into what I teach and what I know and and what I've been anchoring in over the past several years of my journey. So I'm excited to be here and to share some of that with you all. Amazing. I so can't wait to like dive into this journey of yours because it's beautiful. I do just like want to touch base because I feel like there's probably been a lot of expansion because when you and I first chatted, I was on your podcast and I think you were in your second trimester, I want to say, and you and your hubby were moving around some and I remember you sharing some of that. How has it been for you from second to third trimester? Are there any like deep kind of like spiritual, you know, notes, bits of wisdom that you can give for us? Because I want to be a mother one day and I love like seeing women progress in their pregnancy journeys and all the things that come through. Is there anything that you can share with us about these stages of pregnancy that you've been going through? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I feel like it's it's the biggest metaphor of life, (laughs) the journey of motherhood and pregnancy. And just when I feel like I've got it figured out and I've got my body figured out, things change again and things are constantly changing. Um, One thing that I do love is because there's been so much transition. It's interesting. I was at a birth class last night with my husband and it was the first one that we took and I could feel the energy of the room. Like I was actually really excited to meet people 
in the community because I'm in a new community and I'm like, oh, I get to make friends. And none of them really resonated, at least in that moment, because I could tell there was so much anxiety and there was so much fear and there was so much mental chatter. And I feel like this journey of this transition and having so much movement in my life on top of being pregnant has really supported me to stay in presence, to stay in my body, to stay connected as much as possible, as opposed to overthinking, overanalyzing, right? We're inundated with information. So it's, it's really been a beautiful journey of simplification, of trusting what is, and it's the, it's really learning to lean into the great mystery of life. And has it been easy? Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, But really like just really gleaning the wisdom and the lessons and really trusting in this baby and trusting in my body and trusting in the timing of it all. Um, So ultimately I feel great. I've been getting amazing feedback about how radiant I look and how much energy I have. And it really is a testament to, I think the capacity that I've been able to hold for how much is happening around me. Yes feel that that's going to be a lot of what I'm going to teach as I'm on the other side. And as I continue to integrate this. Wow. 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 Can you talk about that capacity and all that you're able to hold now versus perhaps before your spiritual journey even, right? Cause I know pregnancy, I'm sure is probably expanding that in ways that are both describable and indescribable. Um, but can you talk about that capacity? Because that is something that I know I've struggled with. I'm sure a lot of the listeners will struggle with the capacity to hold whatever it is that we're here to bring to the world, whatever kind of phases of life we're moving through. What of that capacity? How have you gotten there basically? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, ultimately learning how to be with my emotions, learning how to be in my body. I think so much of us has a as a human genome, as a, as a human species, we're really just so disconnected from our bodies. We're really not taught how to be in our bodies. We're taught to escape. We're taught not to feel. We're taught to stuff things down. And so, so much of my awakening journey has been in the realm of embodiment and learning how the human experience and not running away from it and really being present with what is and not banishing. We talked about this a lot in the podcast interview that we had together on my podcast, right? Like really not banishing any aspect of self, like really claiming that wholeness and allowing emotions to come up as they arise. This is the most I've cried ever in my life as I've been pregnant, but there's no shame around it. It's really just learning to allow the energy to move through me so that there I can receive the message of what is being asked to be revealed to me so that I can then be with myself, be in relation with relationship with myself so that I can move through it. And so really it's just been a a deep, deep, deep rooting of myself, anchoring into myself, feeling my emotions, being in my body, even when it hurts, even when it's uncomfortable, even when there's so much disruption and discomfort. And sometimes I do forget. Sometimes I resist, right? Sometimes I want to just push through And I'm always reminded, you know, to come back to center in that way. And and so it's really allowed me to hold more, right? Like no matter what's happening externally in my world, I feel that I can be present with it. And I feel that I can, even if I don't understand it and my limited thinking mind wants to try to question or think it knows better, you know, I can always come back to that place of 
the most sacred thing is what is. The most sacred thing is what is. The most sacred thing is what is. I love that. I love that because that's something that I work with within myself, with clients. I always tell them the wound is the way, like whatever you're going through, that is the thing that you're supposed to be moving through. It's not, okay, here's this thing and let me just bypass this and jump to something else. It's, it's the right here, right now. And I'm curious, how did you, what led you into this line of work? Cause I'm sure this is what you help your clients do. What was the, if you could, if you could perhaps bring it, synthesize it down to like a, a pivoting moment or like a turning of the corner. What was your moment of like, I can't live like this anymore. And this is what I need to do. This is the direction I need to head in. I need to learn my embodiment. I, I need to stay in my body. I need to just be with what is and move through it in that way. What was that turning point for you? Like, how did you learn that for yourself? It's funny because actually what I, I wrote a book last year as my first published book, and it was actually called Turning Point. And it is actually every decade of my life having this massive initiatory turning point that at the time I didn't understand and at the time was really painful, right? Like kind of in those seven-ish year cycles where there was something debilitating. I almost drowned when I was two. I had a childhood loss when I was, you know, in my, in my, early twenties. I had hormonal health issues. I had really debilitating hormonal health issues when I was an engineer, when I was, you know, out of college and climbing the corporate ladder. And then I had a dark night of the soul after that and, and a massive spiritual awakening. And I would say probably the biggest one was probably during my Saturn return and, and, and really just, I was an engineer. I was in this male dominated industry. I had lost my friend in a car accident. So I had experienced loss very young and I was there in terms of she left in one car, I left in another. And so it was just this like jolting moment of the, what's the word, preciousness <laughs> of this life. And there was a lot of questioning that started to happen, but I was still so young. Like it, so as I started to expand spiritually and as I started to really connect with her and her spirit and to really feel in my body, okay, all I kept doing was what feels like truth in my body, what feels like truth in my body. That was the first time, which was in my early, I was 21 years old, wow. all my friends partying and things like that. And I'm grieving and I'm like, okay, the way that I was raised and this Catholic religion isn't supporting me. I don't feel connected to this. I believe in reincarnation. Okay, I'm going to study Buddhism for a little bit. You know, like, okay, I'm feeling this over here. Oh, okay. Communing in nature helps me feel better. Okay. How can I pray through dance, through being outside? Like, how can I feel my friend's presence and trust that she's always with me? But then I lost it for a bit and I felt like that needed to happen. And I, I continued on my path as an engineer. I finished college and my health started failing. And I would say probably the, the biggest turning point was in my late 20s, early 30s when my health was failing. I wasn't happy at my job. I felt like my soul was being sucked dry and physically my body was breaking down. And I really felt like that was spirit basically saying, it's time. Yep. Like none of what happened before was <laughs> mistake. It all needed to happen that way to prepare you. And so that's when I started this physical healing journey, completely healed myself holistically from the inside out. I was on all these medications. I mean, I had all of this stuff going on 
and healed myself within six months physically. I had to leave corporate as I went on this emotional healing journey. And it just kept expanding into like understanding the energy body and understanding spirituality in in a deeper way. So that was really the catalyst of me kind of connecting the dots of how interconnected all of the bodies that we carry within our being and within our vessel are comprised. And that's honestly the basis of my work now. Wow. Wow. And in your work, do you do um, group containers? Is it mainly one-on-one? What is your favorite way of working with people to to really help them in this process? Because so many people really need this. You know, I think every single person. I love that you asked this question because it's constantly evolving. And I think with this motherhood journey, I was offering um, two different uh, group programs. I had like an intro level and then those for graduates. And really it was embodiment work. It was in sacred witnessing, right? Because there's so much, there's so many wounds that we carry as women, right? And in that witnessing and in that, oh, I'm not alone, right? There's so much lone wolfing that happens. And the depth of where we allow ourselves to go when we feel safe and when we feel seen and when we're able to be received by others and how much healing happens, right? Just from this conversation, mm-hmm. we're both student and teacher. We're both learning. We're both growing. We're both gleaning wisdom. We're both sharing. And that's why I love the group container. So I have a group container that was called the Awakened Woman Circle. And it was a beautiful container. And then I stopped it when I got pregnant. <laughs> okay. Okay. That happens. And yeah. And then I had another one because once I started seeing women connecting in their bodies, because it was really deep, deep, deep embodiment work. If It's really challenging for us to have clarity on our purpose, right? And to know and to continue to forge the path if we're not connected. So it was really just coming back into presence, learning how to be in our bodies, learning how to process emotions, learning how to connect with our soul. And then after that, it was really for graduates who were like ready to launch their thing into the world. Like, what is it? What is your sacred service work? And then I got pregnant as I was in the middle of moving and I got very clear guidance that it was time to simplify and to to just really focus on -on one-on-one coaching right now. And that's what I've been doing over the course of 2023. And it's, I see now why that also needed to happen in that way and the ways that I'm growing and the ways that I'm supporting people. So it required a lot of flexibility for me because of the transition that I'm in, especially with motherhood. I can see why it's like, okay, now private coaching is a thing. And next year, I have no idea what it's going to look like. And it's really taught me to trust in the evolving process of business and life and to not be so attached to what we create, knowing that it's always going to change. Oh my gosh. I am. This is like really refreshing for me to hear because I'm moving in my first ever direction of selling like one-on-one, like really high ticket, you know, six month plus programs and I've never done it. And it's brought up so much fear and it's brought up so much unworthiness. Like who am I, who's going to pay me this, even though I know, you know, I've already launched numerous of these certification programs numerous times and it's invaluable and there's still fear, right? Um, And I come up against this each and every single time. And I tell my clients, I tell the students, I tell everyone, It doesn't matter whether you're launching something for the first time or the fifth time, there's going to be fear. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be some sometimes blocks that we come up against. 
how might you tell someone like me or someone, you know, like, like basically myself in this moment, um, how to like move through these numerous phases of our business as it's evolving and we're learning like, okay, we really, we really have to learn to flow with it, roll with all the punches and there's purpose behind everything. How would you help someone like me or me in this process of, okay, there's this bubbling up a fear. Here I go. I'm about to launch something new. I'm about to do something new. What advice would you give to us? Yeah, one of one of my favorite quotes is, you know, faith and fear both believe in the unknown. So it's really just a matter of choice. Right. And so the mind is always going to question. The mind is always going to talk us out of it. Right. The mind is always going to get in the way when we're on the precipice of breakthrough. And again, all I can think is my spirit baby in this pregnancy journey, because actually the most private clients, the most high ticket private clients I've ever called in in my life have been over the last few months because I've had a deadline. <laughs> I have a baby coming. And so it's kind of fun to where it's like, can we create like pressure? I think a lot of times we stigmatize pressure, but it's like, can we create like a fun environment to create, to allow ourselves to have some sort of vision, to have some sort of like, can I take myself on this trip? Like, is there something happening in my life to where I can just call this in and trust in the process and just put myself out there? So it was this beautiful surrender of, I, I trust myself. I trust in these people that are coming in. Yes. I'm scared at times. Yes. I doubt myself at times. And I just kept communing with my higher self and all of my spirit team and just saying, I'm ready. I'm doing this please hear the call. Like I am willing to be of greatest service to the whole. So bring the people to me. I'm doing the things I'm still putting myself out there. I'm still doing the internal work. And what happened was, is it was insane. Like previous clients from my group programs were just starting to come to me. You know, I would put emails out here and there when I was feeling inspired. So I wasn't doing anything from this place of like have to, or a chore or a to-do list. It was like, I'm feeling confident and fired up. I just had an amazing coaching call. I'm going to send an email because I'm helping this woman. I'm helping her transform. So I was like using that as momentum to propel me into, hey, I've got two more spots left. This is what I'm help, you know, co-creating with these beautiful souls. If you're ready, reach out. And then I had two private clients in one week come in. One was someone on my email list from like three years ago from a summit that I did. <laughs> who's overseas, who's also pregnant. So she was connecting with me, sharing my pregnancy journey. And the other one was from my podcast, my first ever private client from my podcast. So that really provided the evidence of like, I can be scared and I can just keep putting one foot in front of the other every single day right? That's pulling me towards that vision that I know is meant for my life and meant to support the collective. And then I just got out of my own way and let the universe kind of deliver those people and it worked. So now I'm like, okay, I'm very excited to go back to work once I become a mother. And once I have the clarity of what that's going to look like and kind of rinse and repeat that and do it again. Got it. Ooh, that's so good. The one foot in front of the other is 
um, something that's really, really good to hear as a reminder too, because we can get caught up in the, well, I need it now and it needs to look this way. And like the end goal, you know, we're like looking over there and it's like, but we're right here. It's one little, like we do have all the resources. If you just kind of stop and pause and look around and it's so true, you know, this gives me like a lot of excitement and joy because I've already served so many people in group circumstances that like, what's the difference in, you know, it's just the belief and the transitioning into that one-on-one and really being able to go even deeper with them and probably provide even deeper service than I've had before, because you get to just go really go in with one person and how beautiful that is. Yeah. And one thing I just want to add really quickly is in my personal experience with the private mentorship is lots more flexibility. You know what it's really helped me with? And I feel like this could support you and and your listeners is the deep trust in not needing a curriculum in not needing to have anything planned out and really trusting in that co-creation process, right? Of course we have an outline, we have a vision, right? We know how we serve, like we have the basis of how we support people, but some people I'm helping launch businesses right now and others are really just learning to be in their bodies and others are wanting to call in partners and others are, you know, writing the books for the first time. And so it's like the deliverable, the tangible thing, like what they actually want is different. And it's, it's teaching me to trust that, I do have the tools, like they do trust me and I trust myself to support them with my lived experience. And that's been the most invaluable thing is is the play and the flexibility and the fluidity of being able to help people. And it's made it really fun actually, because it's also expanded what I thought I wanted to teach and what I thought I wanted to support people with. This is so inspiring because (laughs) There's so many things that I want to do with clients and I, and I can, there's so much that I can move people through. Yes, I can teach you my spiritual gifts, but this is really beautiful because you can really support people wherever they are with your gifts and providing them with that support in this way. And so that's why I was like, well, okay, well, what's my one-on-one coaching landing page? Like I need dot, dot, dot. It's like, I just need presence. I just need like a call, a a book, a call link to, for us to discover who we are together and what's going to emerge and how beautiful and that you really catch people where they are and see where they're going and take them from there, you know? Yeah. And I really tune in because there are times where I feel people aren't ready ready, or I feel that it's not um, a, a direct match, you know, and And that's the trust too, is not being in the scarcity. And so if I feel that excitement and if I tune in and if I really connect and I I can feel where they're at on their journey and I can feel that I can help them, then absolutely I'll say yes to that as well. Um, But I am excited for you because you do have a lot of offerings and a lot of gifts. And I do think it really helps us to trust our inner compass even more of knowing exactly how we can support someone in that moment without having a landing page. I don't have a landing page for my private coaching and, you know, it's working, (laughs) you know, because people feel right. You know, they feel our auras over anything else. Yes. And how beautiful it is, honestly, to share these auric codes, as I like to call them in our fields, because your experience, even just sitting here talking to you and you saying you're doing it, it's like, oh yeah, I can do it. It's like, even just talking to you, you know, as intuitives, 
you're talking to someone who was also intuitive, you just start receiving downloads. I just, as you're talking, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have to do it sequential. My coaching doesn't have to be sequential like this. It could be one day this, 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 and then how fun to just keep stacking these different layers and levels to it. Um, so I love that about intuition. How would you say intuition plays a role in you working with your clients and your ability to connect with your spiritual gifts, your guides, your team? How important is that to your work currently? It's pivotal. I mean, it's, it's really the, the foundation of my work and it's what I help other people through, right? Like the mind gets to support that intuitive knowing, right? There's so many different ways that we want to, we can call that intuition, that inner compass, right? That pure essence that resides within us, our soul. And, you know, I, it's, it's, to me, it's like, if I'm not leveraging that, how people are going to feel that, that I'm not right. And that's ultimately what I feel humanity is really missing, right? Because if they're not connected to their emotions and they're running away, they're not in their bodies, they're not connected to their soul, right? Because our emotions are connected to our soul, right? Because this is how we have many incarnations and it's not the mental like knowledge that we remember when we come into these lifetimes, it's the feeling, right? It's like, how does it feel in our bodies? And so it's such a pivotal piece for me because I want to show people that you can live this way, right? Like when you're really connected in that state of presence and in that inner gnosis, right? You can trust what's coming through because when we're in presence, I believe that it's absolute truth. And then we can allow the mind to support us. I have a very strong mind, right? I, I have that engineering brain. I love learning. I love having a solid foundation, but I don't lead with that anymore. And so it's it's really, again, taught me through that private mentorship journey. Oh, wow. When I really connect in this way and I don't have a rubric or an outline or I'm not overthinking or over planning, and I'm really connecting with the sacredness of the of that moment of what that person is needing, then I feel their transformation. Then I see their tears. Then I see them moving into that divine aligned action. It's giving my brain more evidence of like, yes, this is true. Yes, this is real. Yes, this is the way forward for all of humanity. And of course, it helps us all just connect, create that intimate connection with one another. Because if we're, if we begin to operate from that space, like, imagine how our conversations would be. Imagine how the dynamics would be when we're at the grocery store, when we're with our family at holiday dinners. And that's honestly what lights me up. So it's honestly, I, like I said, it is the way moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're helping people with that too. And there is a lot of overlap in our work. And, and, and so, yeah, like if I'm not embodying it, how can I teach other people to embody it themselves? Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This conversation is is really inspiring and uplifting. And I just, I love it because what it shows through you is how, this is why we embody. This is why, like literally I'm launching a psychic somatics course at the end of this month. And it's all about embodiment. It's all about the innate wisdom of the body, how it speaks to you all the time, how it has messages and clarity for you all the time. And 
to see it in the way, because we all have different nuances, different ways that we teach things, but to just feel what your teachings do, it's so authentic, it's, it exudes from you. It's this natural light, it's this natural glow. And it might be some of the baby too, who knows, <laughs> in that glow. But he's helping. <laughs> helping, he's helping, he's helping. Uh, when's your due date again? I'm sorry, to just tangent. 2-4-24. <laughs> 24. Okay. He's a four. Very. I'm on a 22. Uh, so those, that two, four energy. Okay. He's going to be a little builder. I love that building foundation. Builder, little, little, little Aquarius baby. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, how do you best, like, I don't know, this is probably not a short answer at all, but how do you best help people step into their authentic knowingness within themselves? Because we all have different things that we're here to do, right? And you're already kind of expressing that and, in, in, you know, your one-on-one -on -one coaching really meets people where they are and helps them move forward from there. What, what do you do to help people find their authentic selves and exude from there, live from there on a regular basis? Yeah, I love this question because I believe our purpose is unearthed as we begin to root into ourselves and to take action, right? Like the only way that we actually discover ourselves is by doing it, is not by living in the mind, is by messing up, is by experimentation. And I do believe that those are the codes that I carry because I have no problem just trying things on and getting messy and taking risks and, and, I thought everybody was like that for so long. And that's why I do believe so many people come to me because I love gleaning wisdom from my mistakes, right? Like I don't have shame or any judgment around if I launch something and it doesn't work, or even if I'm in a triggered response with my husband, like my husband and I, we just moved our U-Haul up this past week on my podcast. I had two podcast episodes that were solo casts where I was super raw and real in where I was still trying to control where I still wanted to overstep and where I didn't trust that my husband could get something and take something and take the reins where I was really just being asked to take a step back and to be in my feminine and to be in the surrender and to allow my body to rest. And so I, that to me is the best thing that we can do as spiritual leaders is to really teach people that being in the human experience is the most spiritual thing that we can do, right? Being in that authentic space, even if we're in our shadows, even if we've got blind spots going on, even if there's so much happening around us that we forget for that brief moment. And that to me is, is the ticket is that human experience, that experimentation, that trying things on. And it's like that lotus flower that blooms from the mud, right? <laughs> like once we kind of start to get into that shadowy, like crunchy, salty, icky stuff that so much <laughs> of us want to avoid, our purpose is just unearthed. And then it's beautiful because we're not in comparison. Like I want to be a medium like Candace. Actually, I don't. <laughs> I want to be whatever that looks like for me. And maybe mediumship will unearth and present itself in the future, right? And maybe not. Maybe some of us, it's going to be, right, more clear cognizance, or maybe for some of us, like you talk about this all the time, right? It's like, maybe we'll hear something, or maybe we'll see something, or maybe we'll feel something. And that's so much more fun, because it's that individuation piece that 
is so powerful. Like all of us are really here to be individuated and self-expressed. And the only way that we can do that is actually by claiming it for ourselves and doing it ourselves, not by having someone else tell us this is what it's going to look like for you. And so the biggest piece is learning how to, you know, know that the fear is there, allow our faith to just, you know, blanket over that fear. And again, begin to take those small steps every single day, even if it's messy, even if we make mistakes, quote unquote, and our purpose and our service work and our gifts really just, you know, emerge in this beautiful, beautiful way, which is so much more fun. It's so much easier, right? We just trust that it's here and it's coming and my gifts continue to evolve right? And the way that I feel and the way that I express and the way that I connect with spirit continues to evolve. And then it becomes to, it starts to become more fun because then you're like, I have no idea what this is going to look like. I'm just going to keep saying yes to myself. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. What is the thing that you feel you kind of share with people or the message that, that you kind of get to people to help magnetize them or to help align them into their own action and in, in working with you and inspiring them into that movement. What is the message? What do people want to hear to get going in this journey? That they can be a whole human and not have it all figured out <laughs> and be flawed and still be successful and still feel peace within their being and still feel connected to their children and still have a beautiful partnership with their beloved and still live their dream life in their dream home and whatever that looks like for them. That's honestly the biggest piece is the relief that people feel when they're like, oh, I don't have to have all of the answers. I don't have to be on this pedestal. I don't have to be at this level. I don't have to have made all of these things go away inside of me that unfortunately there's a lot of dogma in the personal development and spiritual world and it's absolutely not true. So I really teach my messaging is really around the alchemy of our wholeness and that takes time and that takes practice and that takes devotion to really meet those parts of ourselves and to be in full acceptance. So, right. I teach people how to allow whatever is whatever is present in that moment so that they can begin to acknowledge and accept that part of them. And then the alchemy again, just really begins to happen because once you accept that part of you that you want to make go away and that you feel shouldn't be a part of you again, that's when the blossoming really begins to happen. So it's fun seeing people's eyes light up around, wait a second, all I have to do is really just claim and own this part of myself in order to emerge as that divine being that's already inside of me lying dormant. And, and it's, it's just so much easier, right? It's like, oh, I just get to be myself. And as I'm more myself, those parts that we shame and that we want to make go away, they're still there, but we just don't give them too much attention anymore, right? Like they don't rear their ugly head as much. We get to be more in the expansion. We get to be more in that embodied divinity that I know you And I both receive from other people when they're like, how do you do it? How are you feeling this way? How do you look this way? How are you able to serve in this way? And and it's because of that. Yeah. Oh, I tell people all the time, if you think it's like, you know, airy fairy rainbows and unicorns over here, I'm like, it is not. 
it is not that way. Please best believe that. Like there are plenty of things that I move through as I'm launching things, as I'm serving other people. And I tell my clients all the time, just because you don't feel like you're feeling your absolute best that day, doesn't mean you still can't show up and serve someone in the most amazing ways for them. You know, so I always like the work always reassures me, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do because it doesn't really matter what's going on. It's the intention behind it. It's the intention and the practice behind what I've done and what I trust and know in myself authentically that allows me to, to show up in whatever states to really provide what I need to for that person in love and how beautiful that is. Yeah. Um, this is, this is so beautiful. I want to leave like an open-ended kind of, what do you want to share with my audience? Maybe what call to action, anything at all? What do you feel pulled to share with the listeners right now at this time? Yeah. Cause as you were talking about that last piece, I was laughing to myself. Cause I'm like, well, I took a nap and I actually set an alarm like just before this, like 20 minutes before this. <laughs> and I created a ritual like I, because my dad was in town helping us move. We literally last week moved the U-Haul up into our permanent location where I'll be having my baby in North Carolina. We have stuff everywhere. Like literally there's chaos around me. I have my screen blurred right now just because there's like a mattress behind me. I'm in an office <laughs> guest room. Like we're still trying to figure out what's the nursery. Like I am in the middle of it, right? And so I created this sacred experience, this sacred ritual where I just connected. I went outside. I put my hands on my body. I connected with you. I connected with your audience. I connected with myself and I started to get excited. Right. And I started to feel presence and I started to feel on my body. Oh, I cannot wait for this conversation. I cannot wait to support humanity with whatever emerges from this. And I just started to let spirit fill me up and just trust in I don't need to plan anything. I don't need to know what this looks like. I don't, I just get to trust in the conversation. And so we're in the holidays right now. I'm not sure when this is launching, but of course <laughs> we've got an election year coming up next year, the world, there's a lot happening in the collective and, you know, people are really feeling that nervous system response and really struggling, right. To just cope many people in survival mode. And so again, that's what I want to leave people with is, did I have a spectacular day where I was on fire and I was doing all these things <laughs> and I was like, you know, like connecting with myself and, and doing all my practices and having the full work day? No, I'm in a big transition right now. Right. So it's in those sacred micro moments where we can just be present, right? What's on my calendar? What's the most important thing for me today? How can I serve? How can I be connected to myself in presence? That is the ticket. So if, if you can just begin to start to create these micro pauses of presence where you can just commune with yourself and ask, what is it that I need in this moment, right? How can I show up best for this you know, meeting that I'm about to step it into, or, you know, like this conversation that I don't want to have, or this errand that I'm dreading to run because of holiday traffic or whatever it is, that is going to help support you so much again in micro pauses, micro moments, and putting one foot in front of the other to really ground into the sacredness of the human experience. And if we can all just continue to do that, it starts to create this momentum, this snowball momentum, where we start to just be like, 
Like, I don't even know what day it is half the time. <laughs> Barely turned my computer on for the last week. And yet I'm fired up to be here. And yet I feel so present. And yet I am so excited to be engaged in this conversation. And that's how I move through life now. And, and that's that's honestly my my prayer for the world. So just small micro moments of connectedness is is honestly the ticket to our liberation in my humble opinion. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Wow. What a beautiful sort of end of send off in this podcast episode with you because it's so enlightening. And I, I had a client even just yesterday reach out and share with me how harsh and hard the holidays can be for her because she's lost her parents, her grandmother, it's really difficult for her. And these micro moments of just connecting, you know, and we did a breath work and she was able to like release so much of the fear around the holidays. It's just such a beautiful reminder and this will be launching soon. So it'll, it'll be launching like just before all the holidays for the remainder of the year. And I love that because the beautiful and powerful message that you're standing by is, look, life is crazy. Life is hectic. Life is going to happen. And you still have you and there's safety in here and there's love in here and there's authenticity in here. This is ultimately home. And when we learn to connect back in here, all things are possible. So thank you for this beautiful reminder, Lindsay. You have really shifted my own energy today. I actually feel like I hopped on with a bit of like buzz and non-presence and even just talking to you brought me fully, fully, fully direct in the here and now. So thank you for sharing your codes. I love you tremendously. Nothing but blessings to you and the baby. For those who want to connect with Lindsay, find her on Instagram. We're gonna put all the show notes um, in the podcast and we'll be sharing clips online on the mediumship muse Instagram account as well. So I'm very excited for this to launch and for people to just hear this because listening to this alone is going to ground them. So thank you for your codes, Lindsay. Love you tremendously. Thank you, sister. I appreciate you. Mwah, everybody and reach out, let us know how this is landing. Send me an email or a message. And, um, I'm looking forward to connecting with all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in my emerging psychic mediums. I trust you've received new downloads, wisdom, insight, and actionable steps to ascend as you embody the spiritual channel in you. It's time to take the next steps into your life purpose and lovingly clear out the blocks as you give your greatest gifts to be abundantly paid for being you. As always, I'm here to support you on your journey of growth, evolution, and expansion into who you came here to be. I'd love to hear about your biggest ahas and takeaways. So jump on Instagram and let's connect at Mediumship Muse Podcast. DM me. I'd love to hear from you. Love you all.